Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Chris. We love film reboots. Uh, maybe some of them. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We love reboots so much, we've decided to make a podcast about them. You can do it! Every week, we'll dive into a different film and its reboot. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We'll talk about the pros and the cons. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And at the end, we'll decide if the reboot holds up. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is the Reboot Rewind. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Reboot Rewind. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. Oh my god, another week, (laughs) another movie. Indeed, indeed. This is going to be a really, really great one. I am so psyched to talk about these two incredible films, as as I would say. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a teaser and say uh, this incredible film. <laughs> and I think uh, we'll explain why later on, why that's the case. But for those of you who are just joining us, we are doing Psycho this week. Uh, so we wanted to move to the horror genre. So we moved into Psycho. And uh, there's the original Psycho that came out in 1960. Uh, and then the one that came out in 1998, that was the reboot. And uh, we'll be talking about both. So, Jordan, you want to kick us off, kind of throw out the facts of the film, and then kind of go into your first impressions. Absolutely, absolutely. So the original Psycho came out in 1960. It was directed by Alfred Hitchcock and was also produced by Alfred Hitchcock. The screenplay was written by Joseph Stefano. It was based on a novel written by Robert Block titled Psycho. The film stars Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates, Vera Miles as Lila Crane, John Gavin as Sam Loomis, Martin Balsam as private investigator Milton Argobast, and John McIntyre as Deputy Sheriff Al Chambers, and... No other than Janet Lee as Marion Crane. All right. So my initial thoughts for the original Psycho film. This movie is in my top 10 all-time films of all time. Like, I think this movie is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. It's stunning. It's frightening. It's weird at times. This film is the true art of filmmaking. What... Alfred Hitchcock did to this movie was masterful. There's no other film like it. This movie, you can never replicate. Something about this movie has some sort of a verisimilitude about it. And I I love this movie so much. The characters, the story, the, the creepiness of this film. It is such a unique concept. This film is absolutely incredible. I loved the original Psycho. Chris... What are your opinions on the original Psycho film? Dude, I, I love Psycho. So I, I don't know if you've if I've ever told you this, but I went to a film high school. And the reason being, so when I was in junior high, I watched the original Psycho. And at the time, it was kind of forced upon me because it was my uncle who was like, hey, you, you know, you should watch this movie. And I really had no choice. But I saw it the first time and I absolutely fell in love. It is what horror should be. I wish what horror kind of was still today. It is a beautiful film from beginning to end. I can't say enough enough about this movie. Um, and then I watched it again in college, which, which is pretty fun. And the great thing about this film, it has extreme absolute replay value. It's 
it's pure horror and it's it's a it, it makes me smile i'm smiling as i'm talking because i love this movie so much i'm really i'm i was really happy that we that we decided to do this this week um maybe we should wait to halloween i don't know there's a bunch of other halloween movies out there uh but yeah overall i really love this movie yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I've watched this movie ever since I was a young young boy and my parents put me onto this film. And movies like Psycho is the reason why I love filmmaking, the reason why I love movies and art. It is incredible. Alfred Hitchcock is the master at filmmaking. I know we have other amazing directors like Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, Steven Spielberg. But when you think of amazing directors like perfection i think of alfred hitchcock he is the master he is he's incredible i i i think he's one of the greatest directors of all time he's a bit of a whack job but he is yeah he's he's nuts but the man knows what he's doing i think it's i don't know i'm sure you've you know talked about this with other friends who also like film but there's a striking number of bird uh references in psycho and if you think about it, Alfred Hitchcock, his last name is a British name. But yeah, if you just make it, so it's a really weird connection. I don't know. I don't know if you thought about that. That's just the weird stuff that goes through my mind. No, I, I didn't. I definitely did not think about that. You know, speaking of like the birds, um, a few years ago, my wife, she brought me to the Brooklyn Bridge Park and she surprised me uh, just to go. I don't know where, why we were going there. She said, oh, I just want to take us to the Brooklyn Bridge Park for a surprise. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we're laying out on the grass. And then all of a sudden you see this huge screen. It was enormous. And we're outside on the grass. And I'm like, what's going on here? She's like, we're about to watch Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. She's like, she's never seen this movie before. I've seen it, but it's been a long time. It was an incredible experience. I'm like, I'm watching this like I've never seen this movie in my entire life. Like, oh it's such, such, a good, such a good movie. Oh, master. He's such a good movie. Such a great film, man. I, I He's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So because this is one of your favorite films, uh, I want you to do the honors and jump into the plot. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So the film starts off with a real estate secretary named Marion Crane. She's having a romantic lunch break with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis, and they're discussing the possibility of them getting married, but they can't because of Sam's debts. So... After Marion's lunch break, she returns back to work and her boss asks her to deposit $40,000 into the bank for a client. Instead, she decides to take the money herself and plan to drive all the way to Fairville, California to Sam's home so she can help Sam's with his death so they can start a future together. After a long drive, she gets pulled over by a police officer because he finds her sleeping in her car on the side of the road. He eventually lets her go but he decides to follow her because her behavior was a bit off. So Marion stops off at a automobile dealership and trades in her car. Marion decides to stay at the motel named Bates Motel, the iconic Bates Motel. And she meets the weird eccentric owner, Norman Bates, played by Anthony Perkins. And the film takes a lot of twists and turns. A couple of murders happen, but we'll discuss that in a bit but yeah it's uh it starts off really really great and we'll dive into spoilers in a little bit too so that's like the basic gist of the movie at first and then it takes a lot of weird twists and turns with this film so this movie is roughly almost two hours long and it's interesting because the first half of the film literally about an hour it's just marion's story from where she starts 
to you know when she gets killed uh in the, the probably most iconic scene in the in the film uh happens about 45 minutes in and that's you know when i started re-watching it for this episode i was looking forward to watching that scene over because it really is an iconic scene and f- for those of you who may not know what i'm talking about there's a scene in the film when Ma- when marion uh gets killed spoiler alert she is taking a shower and norman bates I, I really hope those you guys have watched Psycho because this is going to be a really big spoiler. So Norman Bates uh, is the entire time pretending to be his dead mother, where he is dressing up like her. He is committing murders as her. So the first murder is Marion taking a shower and Norman Bates dressed up as his mother opens a curtain and just starts to stab Marion multiple times. And fun fact, uh, apparently they used a grapefruit and a knife for that for the sound effects for the stabbings. And the blood was was uh, Hershey syrup. <laughs> really? That I did not know. So because the film was in black and white, uh, Hershey syrup would be dark enough to look like blood. So that's just chocolate that they're using. And you know that shot where they're do where they're uh, it looks like the camera's turning on Marion's eye the entire time when she's like her eyes like open. I thought that was a, a photo. That's actually a film. Like if you look at it, that's an actual film of her keeping her eye open for that entire shot. And you there's there's one still where you can see her eye kind of twitch. Hey, I thought it was a picture, but apparently it's, it was actually her being filmed for that long. Really? You know it's funny because I was watching that movie yesterday. And I'm like, wow, like, obviously, in my brain, I'm like, clearly, this is just a picture. And they're just panning the camera around. And since you brought that up, you're like, oh, no, that was actually Janet Lee laying there where I open. And I'm like, no way. I didn't think they would do that. But honestly, I never even I would never notice. I got to now I got to rewatch that scene and really look closely because I had no idea that that was an actual shot of her laying there and then the camera just turns uh, 360. I had no idea. That's a really nice fun fact. Yeah, the other way to tell if you look back at it, there's is it only happens for like two seconds. When the camera's fully out of, uh, when you see her full in full frame, you can see her breathing because basically her her neck is very just kind of like pushed out because of the way her head is on the ground. Uh, you can see her breathing quickly for like a second, and you know, like you can kind of tell. But other than that, yeah, it's it's like one of those small things that just like that's kind of cool. That is pretty interesting. That is very, very interesting. You know, it's funny, since you mentioned earlier, the decision of killing the main character in the first, what, 40 to 45 minutes is incredible. Marion Crane, think about it. Marion Crane is a pivotal part of the story, and she gets gutted like a dog. And that whole sequence, that whole shower scene, the iconic shower scene is just staggering. And like you said, the reveal of Norman Bates, him being the killer, was shocking, especially back in the 60s. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are familiar with the famous shower scene that, you know, Norman Bates dresses up as his mother. But that is just such a wacky, wacky concept. And um, one of my favorite moments in the film is when Norman runs back to the bathroom after murdering Marion. Like he's the one that did it, but he's in utter shock because he genuinely believes he genuinely believes that mother killed Marion. That's such he is such a nut. He's insane. This guy's a lunatic. It's it's really funny because he uh, 
I loved you that you brought that up because whenever it's when you when he ran back into the hotel after Marion was killed, the look on his face was just shocked. I'm like, bro, you just you know you killed her. Don't don't lie. You know you killed her. And he just looks so bewildered. And he's like, oh, my God, mother, what were you do? Mother, it was, bro, look in the mirror. You are mother. You're the man dressing up in a, in, in a, in a gown and a wig with a knife. And I think the scene at the end when they show, actually see, you, when you see his face, because for the first, I think for the first two murders, you only see a shadow of what's supposed to be his mother. And then finally at the end, when we all, when the audience figures, figures out that, uh, his mother's been dead the entire time. You do see Norman Bates dressed up and he looks absolutely crazy. And it's also kind of funny. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't know if this cons- I don't know if this is considered a negative, but hear me out. So this is a massive nitpick. And I love this. And I, I still love this movie. This movie is still a masterpiece. But hear me out. So like you said, near the end of the film where uh, Marion's sister, Lila, she sneaks into the house where Norman lives and she wants to speak to Mrs. Bates. But, you know, of course, she's a corpse and uh, she wants to ask her a few questions about her missing sister. And uh, she finds Mrs. Bates as a corpse in the basement. And even even though the reveal was incredible, we find out that Norman is the killer. He's the one pretending to be mother. Something about Anthony Perkins' performance in the end was a bit exaggerated. It was a little bit overacted. Like, you know, Sam Loomis is grabbing Anthony Perkins' arm. And then, for some reason, the way he is falling down, he looks like a marionette. I don't know how to put my finger on it, but something about that whole sequence seems a bit off. I can't explain it. I think I know what you're talking about. It seems because once... um he's being restrained it just feels like he's if it was going in slow motion understood but it this was it wasn't but he was falling down as if he was falling in slow motion and he was kind of like bending his body in a really weird way and, th- and if this was a video podcast you would see me doing this the the bending uh but i see i know what you mean he just it was like an awkward way to fall that really wasn't natural uh, it's not like his kneecap was kicked or anything like that. He just kind of fell sideways and he just kind of gave up. Yeah, I agree. It, honestly, it really felt like Alfred Hitchcock could say, OK, Anthony, now I want you to fall down ever so slightly, but try to do it in slow motion. That's what it seemed like, even though, the, you know, the scene is so great. But something about that moment, it's a bit staggering to me. I'm like, what the heck is happening here? Like, I, I know you know, they're trying to reveal to the audience he's the mother, quote unquote. But something about that last performance is so bizarre. It's it's honestly, it's one of those it's one of those moments where you have to actually see that scene. And then you're going to say, oh, that's what Chris and Jordan are talking about. It's, it's one of those moments. I mean, there's also that scene the, that happens, believe it or not, after that, uh, where he is sitting in the prison cell. And at this point, mother has taken has taken full control. So Norman Bates is no more. The mother personality has taken over and he is in his mother's voice, essentially thinking to himself as basically as his mother and it's like creepy but it it works because of how the rest of the movie kind of started and for those of you who've seen uh the base motel show which i loved i absolutely loved technically a prequel to the film actually this but absolutely loved i don't know it's 
it was a nice way to end the film in just regards to, you know, it's now it's mother and it opened up a possibility for sequels, which there were sequels. Uh, I have, I have not watched them, but there are sequels to psych to psycho. Yeah. Base motel was such a underrated show. It is, it's so annoying because every time I bring it up to people, everyone's like, Oh, uh, I've never actually watched that show. I'm like, dude, you gotta watch Base Motel. And I'm not gonna, yeah, it was so good. And the way it ended was perfect for that show. Now, the way Psycho end was perfect for that film. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, with Psycho, the whole entire time when I watched this movie years and years and years ago, I genuinely thought his mother was alive because of because of the the, uh, the voice actress. I, I can't I can't remember the name of the uh, actress who does who provides the voice of her name is Norma Bates, but uh, yeah, this whole time I really thought she was alive. And then near the end, when they reveal that Norma's mother has been dead for over ten years, then I'm like, wait a minute, what the heck is happening? Even though this this movie may not seem as shocking to newer to new audiences, this may seem kind of dull. But I'm sorry, man. Like I actually showed this movie to a friend of mine uh, during the uh, time where Bates Motel was still on television. I said I I let him borrow the original Psycho. I said, "Bro, watch Psycho," and he was in shock. He couldn't believe it. He's like, "Dude, this was fire. I I love this movie." I'm like, oh, "Okay, so maybe I'm wrong." But I I feel like maybe. I don't know, maybe newer audiences may not find this film as shocking as we did, but it was incredible storytelling. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, when I saw, again, I, I was in junior high, so it scared the crap out of me. Uh, and that's and that's what a, mo- a horror movie should do, right? And that's why I think that's why I loved it, because it was, even now, it's very difficult to find a horror movie that scares me. And, you know, and that's a challenge. I, I, I actually 13 ghosts which we can do a show on that one too that movie the reboot scared the crap out of me and it still does and now i thought about it we're doing it at some point because if they had there is an original and there's a reboot you know what's one of my favorite things about this movie uh one of the greatest aspects of this film is the dialogue the conversation between norman and marion was startling especially when marion recommends norman should put his mother into a mental institution as soon as she said that, the look on Norman's face is like, mother effer, are you effing kidding me? Like the look on his face. I was like, this guy's a nut. But I still didn't put two and two together. Like this guy is going to kill her eventually. <laughs> so that I also realized that the, that the um, whoever the, cinema, the cinematographer was, it was a genius because throughout the first half of that scene when they're having that long conversation the camera is leveled with his face where it's just like it's like you like right now you and me having this conversation um and then once she says she makes that comment the next frame the camera is under him it's kind of shooting up from the from like under his face and you can see to kind of show the 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 the, the pissed offness that just occurred because of the comment that she made and to show that he is actually not this like nice guy. He's, he's, he's a psycho and that's, ex- that's why they call it the movie that, but yeah, I think that was just kind of cool to see that change in lighting and that change in the camera angle. Uh, once you see that flip of a switch. Yeah, dude, I definitely got to rewatch that. Cause, um, that sounds absolutely fascinating. I probably, I probably didn't even notice it by watching this movie, but that does sound fascinating. And, um, Another conversation I loved was when uh, the actor Martin Balsam, he portrays the private investigator, Arbogast. He played that investigator so well, I almost forgot this man was an actor. 
he easily catches Norman in a lie because this man is obviously incredible at his job. And Norman is so nervous, not because he killed Marion, but it's because he believed mother killed Marion. Like, what in God's name is happening? This this private investigator, I'm watching this like, this is 1960. The performances were incredible. And, and, And I love how the camera pans when Norman is looking at uh, what was he? I can't remember exactly what he was looking. I think he was looking at the uh the, uh whatever the uh, private investigator had with him, like some notes and the pictures and everything. And he's like, oh, oh, Marion was here. Oh, she was under a different alias. Oh, Marion Crane. Oh, she wrote Marie Samuels. Oh, Samuels is the ex boyfriend. Like some that whole entire sequence was incredible. Oh, the dynamic was wonderful, absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah. So, so as for pros, oh, I gotta mention something. For pros, one of my favorite things about this movie is the use of black and white. Now, there are a few reasons why Cycle was shot this way. So, number one, Paramount Pictures told Alfred Hitchcock he had to keep the budget under a million dollars. That I did not know. I had to look at. I had to look that up fairly recently. Uh, number two, Hitchcock thought the film would look too gory if they filmed it in color. And I believe this. Yeah, this is the third one. So, number three. Uh, Hitchcock was also a fan of the 1955 French film Le Diabolique, if I'm pronouncing that right, I think it's Diabolique, and that film was shot in black and white, so Diabolique was one of his major inspirations for Psycho. That's awesome. I think that's, uh, I didn't know that uh, the decision was for black and white was because if he thought it would be terrible in color, and to be fair, he was absolutely right, as we will talk about soon. So, do we have to, do you want to talk about uh, cons now for this film? Do yeah, we have yeah, any? Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I, I mentioned one before. I think one of my minor gripes was the the whole overacted performance near the ending when you saw the reveal of Norman Bates as mother. That was a bit of a gripe. I'm trying to think if, there, if there's anything else. Uh, if there is, it's nothing that's coming to my mind at the moment. Um, what about for you? Is it, Are there any cons for you? Um, this is more of some, not really something that they can be that could have been fixed for the time. Uh, the audio itself, like the ver- the verbal dialogue, was hard to understand at some points. So that's why I always use subtitles when I watch movies because of stuff like that. Uh, the other thing I'll say is I kind of wish there were mur- there were more murders in this. I don't know. I think that's maybe that sounds bad, uh, but. At some point, like you, you, you even learn that there is an earlier murder that we never see of two girls that happens before, um, before Marion gets killed, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm expecting people to die, but I think only two people really get, get killed through, throughout the course of the film, and maybe that, maybe I'm a bad person, I don't know, but I, I would like, I would like to see some, some more killings. I'm just saying. You know, I, I, I think. I think I got to agree with you because this movie was, like you said, our hair under two hours. It was about, I think, an hour and 40 minutes. Some of the, listen, I'll, I'll give it, it was 1960. Some of this, the, the shower scene still looked great, but it looked a little cheesy for, but you know what? It was 1960, so I can't. The stabbing scene was just like weird. Yeah. yeah even the sequence when Arbogast sneaks inside the house and he's walking up the stairs. That whole shot where the, it's like uh, above, the, the, the camera's above the uh, actors. And then when you see Norman Bates walk as mother and he stabs Arbogast and he falls down backwards. It's a little, it's a little cheesy. It's a little cheesy, but... It's like, it looks like he was literally just like 
flailing on a green screen. That's kind of like and the and the camera is just going back and forth, but he was just literally just like lying on a green screen and flailing like a fish. It was it was really that was a really weird like like cringy scene because of how bad that was shot. I, but I, I get it. It's it's it was nineteen sixty. It was nineteen sixty. You know, it's funny. Uh, there are a few fun facts about Psycho. So, I don't know if you know this, but I'm just gonna say this anyway. So, approximately five minutes into the film, Marion Crane returns to her office, and if you're paying attention, you can quickly see Alfred Hitchcock making a quick cameo. He's standing outside of the building wearing a cowboy hat. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if you know that was Alfred Hitchcock. I didn't even see. No, I did not. Yeah, no. so like in the beginning of the movie, where you see Marion walking inside the office, and then she she's discussing uh, that she just got back from lunch break with Sam, yada yada, and uh, you see this man standing outside, and he's she's just not really doing. It. He's just standing outside, and he has a cowboy hat on. That's Alfred Hitchcock, because usually Alfred Hitchcock always makes a cameo in these movies. I've heard that. I just I've never looked. It's weird. I've never actually looked for him in his films. Um, but that's because no, I don't. Because like once she's she walks in, uh, I I just my my focus is on her. So I yeah I don't I didn't see that. That's cool. The boyfriend Sam Loomis, right? His name is the inspiration for the iconic character Doctor Sam Loomis from John Carpenter's 1978 classic Halloween, portrayed by Donald Pleasance. Yeah, the name Sam Loomis was inspired by the character from the original Halloween film. That was another one. Um, I know there's a few more. Oh, Janet Lee, the, the actress who plays Marion Crane. She's the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween, Freaky Friday. So whenever you watch Halloween H2O, you'll see the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee are, you know, just having a, uh, you know, just having a discussion. And then she walks away. And you hear that cycle theme song. It's very, very subtle. You could barely hear it. And that car she walks to, and, and it's the exact same car that they buried in Psycho when uh, she was in, when her body was, oh, she was in, oh, in the trunk. In the trunk. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, nice. Yeah, nice yeah, little callback. Yeah, it, it's actually quite crazy because one more fun fact. Um, Janet Lee, the, you know, the mother of, of Jamie Lee Curtis, she doesn't take showers anymore. Because she was so frightened when she was filming Psycho, like after num- yeah, after numerous of takes of the iconic murder scene, the shower scene, she was it, it traumatized her so much she only takes baths now. I, I could I could see that I could see why that was as cringy and badly shot as that was. It still was like it's still creepy. It's still like uh, someone's getting murdered, right? And you know, no one's see that. I mean, I guess I do because I I just said I wanted to see my murders, but uh, yeah, I. I did not know that any of that. Those fun facts were great. Yeah, thank you, man. There's a lot of like great fun facts of Psycho, and it's it's holds a special place in my heart. You know, watching Norman Bates slaughter all these wonderful characters. <laughs> Let's see if that love uh, still exists after the break when we get to the 1998 uh, reboot of Psycho. That's this is going to be my favorite part of the conversation. And I texted Jordan earlier saying, bro, I've got some words. And all these words were for the second segment. So until then, we're about to go to a word from our sponsors. This is the Reboot Rewind. Is your company's IT relationship complicated? Well, the team at Advisory Solutions can help. Advisory believes that IT strategy is business strategy. And with over 15 years of experience, whether you're looking for help on a project or full-on IT managed services, Advisory is your one-stop shop. 
To learn more, visit www.advisory.nyc or email getintouch at advisory.nyc. And we are back on the Reboot Rewind. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you so much. All right, Jordan, we have arrived in the second half of the show. And we're going to be talking about the 1998 remake of Psycho. Uh, and I'm, you know what? I'm going to talk about some of the facts around the film, and then I'll kind of jump into the story. So this film was directed by Gus Van Sant. It was the screenplay was oh shocker Joseph, Joseph Stefano who also wrote the screenplay for Psycho and produced also by Gus Van Sant the cast so Norman Bates is played by Vince Vaughn yes the same Vince Vaughn who was in old school uh, the same Vince Vaughn who uh, was in Dodgeball that same Vince Vaughn uh, you have Anne Hetch who plays Marion Crane. You have Julianne Moore, who plays Lila Crane, who is uh, Marion's sister. And William H. Macy, who plays private investigator Milton Arbogast. Now, I only chose those those four characters because they're the most, to be fair, the most important characters in the film. Now, to talk about the story. Now, Jordan, we could literally just play the first half of this episode back for this entire episode or for the second half of this episode. The reason being is that this film is a shot-by-shot, word-for-word remake of Psycho. So the original film, well, the, first, the first half of the show when we spoke about the original film, uh, Jordan mentioned, oh yeah, the color. So yeah, he mentioned something that uh, Hitchcock specifically made the film in black and white because he thought that it would look terrible in color. And he was right. This is essentially Psycho in color. Uh, but again, it is a shot for shot. It is a word for word remake of the original. If you've seen the original Psycho, you could, you literally have no reason to watch this film. Uh, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because there's still some acting to talk about. So, Jordan, uh, what did you think about the Psycho remake? Oh, oh boy. You know... I'm always that guy who never has a problem with studios remaking or doing a reboot, etc. Remakes, reboot, whatever. But in this case, don't mean to reiterate, but I'm sorry, man, but this movie is unforgivable. This was a complete disaster. Shame on Universal for greenlining this embarrassing piece of garbage. Who honestly thought this was a good idea? Seriously, like you said, this is a this is literally a shot for shot, frame by frame, word for word, blatant carbon copy of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. There is absolutely no difference between this movie and the original. Besides, like you said, being in color, yes, different actors. It takes place in modern day, and it's it's literally the exact same movie. Oh, did Marion steal $40,000? Oh, no, this time she stole $400,000. There is no difference. Like, what was the point? Usually when studios remake movies, you know, they, they'll change it up a bit. They also keep the spirit of the original film as they should. I... I I can't understand what they were thinking with this. Like, like the script is exactly the same. There is, there's no difference. And it's, 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 it's like watching a school play 
like a fourth grade school play and let's let's just let's just do psycho for some reason and i was baffled by it i couldn't believe and i've seen this movie years ago and i hated it then but it's been it's been many 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 years so i you know rewatched it for this review this was horrible this was in, this was horrible this is absolutely abysmal it's embarrassing and, and you know what's funny when, when people think of remakes they think Oh, it's gonna do the exact same thing, and I'll say, well, not not really. It's same thing like going back to Infernal Affairs and The Departed. And I know some there were some some moments they were shot for shot. Some yeah, there were a few moments, but this yeah, but there were details that were changed around. They at least try to make right? it. They at least yeah. made it a little more fresh. This has no originality. I just, I'm going on a rant here. This has no originality. This is horrible. Absolutely terrible. And Gus Van Sant just did Goodwill Hunting the year prior. He just did an amazing film with 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 Robin Williams. This is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm done ranting. No, Chris, keep going, uh, please. Oh my god, this is just mind boggling. I, I this movie makes me angry. Paramount Pictures were the uh, owners of the original. Like they distributed the original film, and for some reason they gave the rights to Universal. And it's annoying because they have an amazing cast. I mean, Anne Heche is not the greatest actress in the world, but Viggo Mortensen, William H. Macy, Julianne Moore, these are great performers. And, oh, my God, and Vince Vaughn, he just made me angry. Like, he, and I like Vince Vaughn. He's a great actor, but, oh, my God, the, 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 the choice of, of keeping the exact same screenplay was a horrible idea. I want to see a remake of Psycho, a good one, right? A, a one that that's been thought of differently or just kind of remade in 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 a new adaptation similar to Bates Motel. That's a new adaptation, it's a new way of seeing the world, right? Anyway, that being said, um I hated Vince Vaughn in this. Absolutely hated Vince Vaughn. And what irked me the most was whenever he laughed. Did you ever realize that like weird uh, like it, it was forced? It wasn't like a normal person would laugh. It wasn't how even Norman, how Norman Bates laughed during the original film. Anthony Perkins is Norman Bates. That's peak Norman Bates. You have this guy, uh, Vince Vaughn, to your point. It is like like watching a high school uh, play. It was embarrassing for him. You know, Julianne Moore, I'll give her credit. She's an amazing actress. She did what she could with the role, knowing that she, she was confined to a shot-for-shot, shot, you know, word for word can't change things around you know you don't have that very much uh creativity kind of box um but yeah you know the cast they could have done so much so much with with, with this if they just had there was some originality to the to the film and it, it pisses me off so much that this was the remake that we got when it's not even a remake it's again it's psycho in color yeah yeah, absolutely right. You you nailed that on the coffin, man. And like, you, I'm so glad you brought that up. Vince Vaughn, like I said, he's a great. I, he's actually a pretty damn good actor. I like Vince Vaughn. And he was just following direction. This was poor direction, unfortunately, from a great director. But I don't know whose idea this was. I don't know who to blame. I don't know if it's. I mean, obviously, you can't blame the screenwriter because you know, he, you know, he's he's. He's dead. He, I can't blame him. It's not his fault. So I don't know if it's director's fault. I don't think it's the actor's fault. They're, they're all great actors. We've seen Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. We've seen him in Green Book. He's a great actor. Like I said, Anne Heche, well, 
she's not the best actress, but she's just they're just following direction. But like you said, Vince Vaughn is one of the reasons why I hated this movie. I mean, I hated this movie regardless. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything in particular that I liked. The screenplay? Yippee. You, you know what, what right, because it, it's the same one from Psycho. Um, exactly. What I noticed that, they, you know what, what they, they couldn't even get the Bates house right. When you, when they show the, 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 the first shot of the house, it looked like a farm. I'm like, what is this? This is not the Bates house. It's like a farm. It has like a mill. There's like this huge like stone wall. The motel was like all these neon like what is this it was so bad if you're gonna remake it that was that was what you decided to change the way the motel looked and it was terrible that's the one creative decision you made was to make the hotel look tacky like again bates motel the the show does it very well i encourage everyone listening to this to watch that show uh but this this movie was trash and it doesn't even deserve an, an, an episode, but we have to be fair. So here we are. Yeah, a, a part of me was was so upset that I had to rent this garbage because I I've seen it. Like I said, I've seen this movie years ago. Did you pay? Did you pay for it? Yeah, bro, I would have given you my uh, my Peacock login. It's on there. Oh really? I didn't oh, pay I, for this. <laughs> I did not pay for this trash. I, no, no, it's okay, man. It's all good. No, but it's uh oh my god, this movie was painful. And like I, like I said, I, I know a lot of people, for some reason, the word reboot or remake, it's just it sounds very icky to some people. And I know a lot of people, they feel threatened. This is unforgivable. And like you said, I'm all for a remake for like I'm all for a remake for Psycho. Like they, they pretty much I mean, they didn't really do it with Base Motel, but this is the closest thing to a remake because Base Motel was wonderful. So much originality. Yes, the Beer spirit. Farmiga, baby. Oh my gosh, Beer she Farmiga, was incredible. Because we, we we just talked about her and uh, the Departed, which she was wonderful in. But Vera Farmiga is incredible in this movie. And uh, excuse me, not that movie. Uh, the the uh, television series as Norma Bates. Oh, I don't know if this scene was ballsy or just plain stupid. Uh. There's a sequence where you see Anne Heche as Marion Crane and she's in her room and she's getting ready to take a shower. And then all of a sudden you see Vince Vaughn. He takes off the picture frame, put it to the side. He's just fapping away. He's having a party. And I'm like, now obviously in the original film, you you pretty much know that he's aroused by this woman because she's she's Janet Lee. Of course, I, I get it. But... <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know if it was because I I saw it on Peacock, but I don't remember that scene at all. What? Yeah. Oh my I, god. Can, can you can you for the, I can you please discuss what what you're talking about because I I have no clue. All right. So there's this there's this scene in the uh, remake. Well, it's the same scene from the original. But anyway, there's a scene in the remake actually where Anne Heche, she's in her room. And she's taking off her clothes. She's getting ready to take a shower. So you see Vince Vaughn in the other room, peeking through the peeking through the hole, and he moves the picture frame, and he's peeking through the hole, and he's staring at her. I don't know if you remember that moment. He, you he, and, and see, I had on subtitles. It says masturbating. So and you hear him just <laughs> just spanking it, going, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, what the hell is happening? 
winning. And you see his expression. Oh, He's just like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. What am I watching? Not only this movie is absolutely dreadful. Now I got to see freaking Vince Vaughn whacking it. And then, listen, and I, I get it. It's it, it's for the modern audience of the '90s. I understand it, but I couldn't stop laughing whenever you get a chance. Please, Chris, whenever you get a chance, please rewatch that scene. It is absolutely hilarious for you, all the wrong reasons. Did, did you watch this with your wife? Did you watch this by yourself? No, I watched this by myself. Uh, she was working at the time, so uh, yeah, I'm watching it and I'm hysterically laughing. Like, wow, this is awful. And and, and I get it. They they, they try to try to. You know, updated somehow. Sure, they picked they picked the the weird they picked the, the okay for okay so they chose a tacky they t- they chose to change the hotel look and they chose to 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 have Vince Vaughn beating beating off like that's what you chose that's that's the creative the creative direction you would decide to go. What what the hell, man? That was on the list of creative decisions. They're like, oh, okay, so we got changed the look of the motel. Oh, I got it. Let's have a scene where Vince Vaughn is jerking off. Lovely. That's gonna that's gonna appeal to the mass audience. I mean, it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> gonna be great. Oh. oh my god, it's awful. Um, I'm really trying to think. I mean, we obviously hate this film, but yeah, we're skipping uh, cons I, yeah. because we the whole the whole film is a con, honestly. Yeah, the I whole film conned. is a disaster. I felt con, Jordan. I still <laughs> yeah. feel con. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Con. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I know. I know you meant con, but not con. Yeah. I don't know. It was a, it was a bad joke. Uh. Other than that, there's nothing good about this movie other than the screenplay <laughs> that's it i mean there, there's nothing I, I i'm trying to really think of because I, even when I, I was just trying to think of things that i liked about it i mean if i the cast is a, it's a good cast terrible they were just terrible in this film yeah that's there goes that i i really can't think of anything else that i thoroughly enjoyed i mean obviously i mean not even the music they'd even change they kept the exact same music the opening credits were the same 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 soundtrack in color and it was in green it was the same um it was exact same opening sequence from the original film but in color and apparently the black and white version when they did that was actually green which is why it's darker so the black and white version was actually green um it just looks it just looks terrible when you show it that way uh in the remake and and maybe I'm being too nice, but I think this may sound like I'm being way too nice, but hear me out. The reveal that Vince Vaughn is Norman Bates, that sequence looked a little bit more believable. Like when when uh, he's falling down on the ground. That, okay, I'll give him that. Uh, that's only one thing I could say that was good. Thanks, Vince Vaughn. You corrected one bad thing. You corrected the only bad thing of Psycho. Thank you so much. Yippee skippy. Oh my God. And the sh- even the shower scene looked terrible. Like it looked just as mediocre as the, I mean, we'll, we'll excuse 1960 psycho. It was the sixties. The, 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 uh, the murder scene with William H. Macy, they, they could at least update it and make it look a little more gory for 1998. You know, so this, this is, this is the time that was the time to up the ante, show a little gore, show some blood. You know, something. I mean, listen, I don't I don't like violence just for the sake of violence, but this movie was already terrible and maybe showing a little bit of gore would have helped, I guess. But 
And I cannot wait till the day we talk about Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Oh, man. It's been many, many years since I've seen that original film. Many, many years. I'm not going to tell it. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell my thoughts on Mortal Kombat just yet. So I'll say that for the review. That's fair. And I don't think this question is going to be difficult to answer, but does the reboot hold up? Hell freaking no, man. This was like, I don't mean to keep repeating myself. This is one of the worst remakes. This might be the worst remake I've ever seen that I personally, I'm sure there's other ones that are way worse, but simply because they didn't change anything other than the cast. Obviously they had to change that and make it in color. Like the actors just reading the script. That's what it felt like. It felt like they were like, okay, uh, we all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> that awkward laugh that by laugh Vince Vaughn. Is like, I do. I was so cringy that I hate that laugh. And uh, it, it was because it was so forced. It wasn't like because like I've, I've heard Vince Vaughn laugh normally. That's not a normal laugh. That is a forced like <laughs> kind of laugh. And it's so weird. <laughs> Oh, uh, can you do that one more time? That was great. I was, yeah, he was like, <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was doing before. Hold on. Wait, was it, um, he said, it was, like, <laughs> it was some like weird, like some weird forest creature. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was so funny. <laughs> oh my God. This movie was awful. Oh my God. It's just, this movie gets me so angry because I know. Um, I, listen, was, I felt so attacked. I felt oh. so. I like, I'm like, what is this crap on my TV? <laughs> Why am like, I watching this? Thank God, enough. I didn't. I didn't pay for this. Oh, unfortunately, whatever. Three ninety nine down the hole. Not a big deal. I don't care. But it's listen. I'm glad I rewatched it just so, so we can freaking destroy this movie because. Oh my god! Well, if, I, if I were you, I would I would call iTunes and be like, I want I want the money back. Seriously, that was, that, that was an improper purchase. Seriously, because back in the day, a lot of people they would uh, go to the movie theaters if they did not enjoy the film, they were asked for their money back. I mean, I don't know if that actually worked for anybody, but personally, man, this was one of the worst movie experiences I've ever seen. What this is? Yeah, this is horrible. This is this is. Had I paid for this film, this was this would have been the first film ever in the history of me streaming stuff uh, that I would have tried to get my money back because of how bad it was. It was it was trash, and that and I'm going to leave it at that because uh, we have to now discuss our uh, next show or next episode. And I'm excited. It's going to be another shift away from this genre of horror and uh, moving into musicals. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hairspray. And I'm excited because my friend Kelly is going to be joining us next week. Uh, she'll be in town uh, here in New York. And uh, we'll be talking Hairspray, the original and the remake. That should be fun, Jordan. That should be a lot of fun. It's just like Psycho, it's been a long time since I've seen both movies, since the original came out in, I believe, 1988, and the remake came out in 2007. So, obviously, we're going to save our thoughts once we uh, start filming next week, but yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about these two movies, because uh, this is going to be, again, once again, a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, but until then, uh, we had another awesome conversation, even though, we, you know, it's fair. We yeah, we trash the second psycho, but you know what? It deserves it. Uh, so until we discuss at some point, maybe some sequels, uh, we bid you all farewell. A great week. And uh, we will see you next week on the Reboot Rewind.
Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Reboot Rewind podcast. To get in touch, find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Reboot Rewind podcast. You can also visit our website, www.rebootrewindpodcast.com. That's www.rebootrewindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.